Episode 1. There is a spark in the middle of the road. Welcome to TTNT. Tony tries new things. Here's your host, Tony. Hello, welcome to the first podcast. This is my first podcast too, actually. Fun fact, by the way, that cough at the end that you heard was not rehearsed. He actually ran out of breath, but we decided to keep it in. That's the type of show this is. You know, a little kooky, a little zany, a little random, a little unpolished. That's the type of human I am anyways. Uh, actually, it's a little quiet, so let me just talk to my producer real quick and add some sounds into this. Producer! Can you add some ambiance music, please? I was thinking of something a little more mellow. It's coming on a little too strong, like Axe Body Spray. There we go. That's what I wanted. Alright. So, now we got the ambiance music playing. Everything's nice and cool. Thanks, producer. I'm gonna give him a high five later. So, what's going on with TTNT is... It's actually an acronym for two different types of podcasts that we're trying to make over here at Tink Tinkery Studios. I want to thank the boys over there for helping me out. We got illustrators, we got music designers, we got idea people. It's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I'm, I'm glad to have all these people on my side. So that's nice and all, but I'm sure you're wondering, what the hell is this podcast? Okay, let me explain. I have too much free time on my hands, but also as well, I got some ideas I need to get out of myself. So... TTNT can be broken down into two parts. It's Tony Tries New Things and Tony Talks Notions Today. So depending on the category of the interviews and things that I do, it's going to fall into one of those subgenres. But today, you get a hit of both. It's going to be a hybrid episode in which I'm trying something new, which is running this podcast and hopefully making it a success. I don't care for the money. I don't, I'm not dreaming of making it big. I just want to share my perspective and the perspective of the people I'm interviewing and spending time with to you guys. Uh, And then Tony Talks Notions is basically a one-on-one interview on a topic that has been in my brain for a bit or just bothering me or excites me in a specific way that I just sat down and was like, damn, I need to make a podcast about that. So this first episode is actually about perceptions and first impressions that we make on people and how it's so wrong. And the first person to get interviewed is Papa Luby. Uh, due to anonymity, he wants me to use his username that he uses online. So it's just Papa Luby, but he's a dear friend of mine. I adore this man. And three, two, one. Hey, Papa Luby. Hey, Tony, how are you? Doing well, and yourself? Going to hit the pause button really quick. A disclaimer for this episode. Later in the episode, we're going to talk about sensitive topics such as depression and suicide. If you or someone you know has a mental illness, is struggling emotionally, or has concerns about their mental health, there are ways to get help, and I'm going to be adding a link and phone numbers to resources on the podcast page wherever you are listening. Papa Luby himself speaks very openly and candidly on his struggles with depression and is currently seeing a therapist and working toward his own recovery. Within the episode, he jokes about the subject matter of suicide and death. It's his way of coping. And by no means is he trying to be offensive to anyone. Uh, With the topic at hand, listener discretion is advised. Please feel free to leave the podcast at any time you do not feel comfortable. Thank you. Um, So, 
I this is Papa Luby. This is the gentleman that I was talking about in the introduction. Uh, he's a dear friend of mine. So Papa Luby is going by Papa Luby. Doesn't his real name clearly? Uh, he wanted to stay anonymous for this podcast, in which I agreed, of course. And uh, I brought him on just because I I wanted to talk about perceptions and how interesting Papa Luby is to me. A little introduction. Papa Luby and I had met in middle school. I don't remember the grade we met though. Do you? Sixth grade. Sixth grade? It was that. Damn. Okay. God. Yeah, that's when I was like, got out of my five phase and started hanging out with everyone. Okay. Like, made new friends and shit. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Not new friends. My first friends. Your first friends. So you didn't make friends in elementary, you would say? No, I was bullied. You were. I, whoa, whoa. I whoa, can't picture guys that. guys and the girls. I had the reverse. I was super cool in elementary and then I got bullied in middle school. <laughs> yeah, so that, it was quite the reverse. Um, so sixth grade. So we've known each other for quite a while now. And we went to the same high school, too. We graduated at the same time. And um, I I would say we lost track after we graduated. That's that's how I would sum it up. Yes. Went to the Marine Corps. And I kind of just pushed everyone away because I was uh, with my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Turned to my fiance. And I was just focused on her. And then well, again, it, it didn't go according to plan because, you know, relations don't last. Yeah. But for the most part, she didn't want me. She was too clingy. She had attachment issues, and she <laughs> couldn't deal with me being far apart. She didn't have the decency to like, just break it off. Yeah. She wanted to keep going at it. I just, like, said, okay. Yeah. We can make it work. We can make it work. Yeah, I actually... I think this is why I want to talk to you about perception so much. Uh, so we lost touch, right? And you had a whole life that I didn't know about and vice versa, right? You, I mean, we didn't keep tabs on each other. And basically, I think we reconnected on Discord, right? When we started gaming together when COVID hit. Yes. Yeah. It, I You changed a lot since we last talked. This is why I want to talk about perce- uh, perceptions and first impressions that we make on each other. Because back in sixth grade, I remember you're like a really sweet dude, and you had this contagious laugh about about you. <laughs> That's the laugh. That's the laugh. Right. It's kind of goofy, um, but it's it's adorable, and it's it's just life changed us quite a bit. And when we came back and we started talking, I realized you were you were more brash, more straightforward, more abrupt in nature. At first, it was kind of off-putting, if I can be honest, but I I, I respect that so much. No, I, I respect you so much. I really do. It's, I, I wrote this analogy on my script. I put, you're America and I'm Canada, right? As we aged, I realized I was apologizing for things that were like, you know, someone bumps into me, I would apologize, that, kind of, that type of nonsense. And you're America. Ah. Yeah, you're America in the sense that you bump into someone, you demand apology. I, I again I respect you I respect you quite a bit so let's talk about it let's catch up you went to the military you went to the marines what was your rank after you left uh, uh, corporal so that's E3 uh, yeah, there, yeah I didn't even make it that far dude solely because while I was in there was a lot of uh, higher ranks that did not want to retire once you get an E3 E4 is kind of hard to get because there has, there has to be slots mm. for you to get promoted and there was already corporals that 
were waiting to get promoted and they didn't want to retire so they, they were doing another four years but then they couldn't get promoted because the higher ups like the master sergeants or like fast sergeants who were still there for like 16 18 years you know and for most jobs like staff sergeants they it should only take six to seven years mm-hmm. and people have been there for a while and then there's the other ones the older people that just stay and then it just it interrupts the flow of promotions i see, I see. obviously there's ways to get promoted like without with the the number based it wasn't until like my last couple of months like the last six months that people started get retiring and more promotion stops were open and then and i got promoted and then yeah that's about it okay so that's that your question yeah yeah so what what did you do in the military during that time um i was a tank crewman so m1 m1 a1s basically uh combat support driving the tanks shooting the tanks loading the tanks and our description our job description didn't entail mechanic but uh more than half of the time we're working on the on the tanks well we we had mechanics on standby for like the more technical stuff during your time in the military again my perception of the military is totally something else it's what the media used to feed me as a as a kid i had military friends come back and they changed they changed quite a bit and i haven't haven't met a lot of military friends where they're like it was a really positive experience i would do it again it was a lot of i would never go back i'm out i'm I'm not going back would you say that's the case for you uh i think it all depends on the specific job you have and the branch because for the most part from from i would say from worst to to good would be <laughs> like the marine corps and the army and then the navy and then the then the coast guard and then the air force it gets lenient as you get to the air force but um if i could if i had to compare two branches it would be like the army and the marine corps because we're similar in a sense um but it all depends on the job you were in because like for infantry or like any like combat support like you put a lot of stress on your back and then there's usually no proper training or procedures you know that sort of thing and when if there is the the people that are in charge of you are usually just people that are barely any older than you or and and if you're lucky you have people that are, have the same mindset as you but most of the time they're just people that couldn't make it after high school and then now they're just they, they were bullies in high school and now they're still bullies in the, in the military the ones that um do another four years i'm not saying all of them but the ones i know they're usually people that can't succeed other than the Marine Corps or the military since. Hmm. It's interesting you bring that up because I don't picture you in either category, a bully or a non-succeeder after school. So why'd you choose the military? Uh, well, I was, I wasn't a bad kid in high school. I just was not very prone to education and I was with, I was with a lot of different groups. Well, in high school, like to say, like I was, I was a whore back in high school. We just moved to, from friend group to friend group, you know, hang with the Asians, uh, the black people, the white people. With the, with a few white people we had at our school. Yeah, they were like, and then there were there were like five. <laughs> um, the baseball grew, the soccer grew, the Yu-Gi-Oh grew. There was a Yu-Gi-Oh group. 
Yeah, yeah there was people playing Yu-Gi-Oh on the benches. Oh, right, the card game. Uh, yes, yeah, I remember now. In <laughs> the far end of the school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I wasn't like very prone to, and I, yeah, and I, I, I hanged out with other people like fake gangbangers and then real ones, and eventually I joined like my religion faith, mm-hmm. and I started opening it up more due to that. Wait, what was your question? Why like, I joined? Okay. Yeah. Why did you? Yeah, join and, and 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 uh, I'm not gonna say that I, I thank re- my religion, as a boost, but more so like the foundations I found while at school my friends and that at church to becoming the person i am now i was able to choose the marine corps because i was just i i did not want to go to school anymore and i chose the marine corps because i was the first kid kid in my family and i wanted to be a good role model for my siblings so i joined the marine corps uh, but for the the good the the funny part is that I, the Marine Corps wasn't even my first choice. I joined because um, well I applied because um uh, I have a friend Alfredo. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to go in with me, but a couple like a couple weeks before it was time to go to Meps. Meps is uh, where we go and then get a physical, see where how our basically where all the paperwork goes for recruiting and. Um, Alfred already had a tattoo on his left arm and he was going to get a wave, like a waiver for it. But then a couple weeks before it was time to go, he got another tattoo on his other arm and then he wasn't able to go. And the main point of me doing the Marine Corps was because uh, Alfredo wanted to do it and now he's not going. So I was like, you know what? I'm already balls deep in, so I might as well go and see how it goes. And while, while, in, well, while we, I was at the Yellow Footsteps, Footprints and San Diego MCRD, um, uh, and it was like around one in the morning. They had us waiting out there for for a while, and then three uh, drill instructors with like their very pointy hats or drill hat, yeah, the drill hats. They came out. They started yelling at us. They told us not to move, and they said, "If you, if you, this is your last chance. If you want to leave, go now." And I was just there confused, like, what the fuck? Why would we leave? We were like, most of us, most most of the half of the bus were coming from other states. And then, like, when when he said that, like, I would say, like, seven, seven people left. Wow. And then someone just started running away, like, back back to the gate. And I was, like, thinking in my to myself, like, man, you know what? I, I could leave, too. But then I didn't, I didn't want to look, look like a bitch to my, to my current girlfriend and my family, you know, my parents. So I, I stick to it. I met friends, brothers, and then someone, someone from my squad, my my platoon, killed himself. And during the recruitment process, the three months, and I didn't, I didn't know what to think about that. I was just like, hmm. So he killed himself even before you guys got deployed. Uh, not well. So there's uh, there's boot camp. Yeah. And then there's our there's combat training, which is a month, and then there's our school, which is could be from like uh, two to uh, two months to a year. Yeah. And we were we were we were and then then after that it's called the fleet, and then deployments happen here and there depending on what they need. Same. But if I can, yeah, this happened while I was in uh, in boot camp, and if I can, he, we were on the third floor, and they were doing intense training to him, like 
like excessive training and then we fucking we um they let him go they let him there for a little bit they and then out of nowhere he just ran out the door and jumped and i saw i saw blood splatter his body and it was it was it was a very unusual moment i didn't know how to feel yeah i'm sorry to hear that i'm sorry to his family too because my drone instructor we're 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 freaking out they're crying getting drunk and then, and then I realized the next one we went to Pendleton to do like our combat training and, and like shooting range. And my drone instructor brought a dog, he's Pitbull, and it mauled one of the kid's arms. And I'm like, okay, this is getting stupid. So, fucking, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But um, it was getting worse. Sooner or later, like, I, I, I did the graduation and I became a Marine. And then, it, during all that process, even while I came back for like recruiting detail for which is like two weeks, mm-hmm. I um, I still didn't know what if, if I should continue it. But you know, I was already like signed in, and, like contract and everything. I was part of the government. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if I should do this anymore. But I I just winged it and then kept on going, and I started opening it up more, like because back in high school, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty racist. And like white people or black people. Our school until like about 40, 45 to 46 blacks and Mexicans and everyone else like white or yeah. Asian. And... Yeah, but then eventually when I was in the Marine Corps, I met all types of ethnicities, blacks, whites, um, you know, Middle <laughs> Eastern and, and gay people too. And I, at the, I, I like saying it as at the end, at while I was in Marine Corps, I found out that basically everyone's racist. Like everyone's racist to each other. It doesn't matter. Mm. But I'm more prone to not be racist to anyone anymore. Because uh, you you have that understanding, right? You have that environment to help you out. Yeah, uh, it it was a struggle, but like, I made it through. The one thing I can say while my time in there is I enjoyed the brotherhood. But there was deceptions and lies for a select few, and then leadership was horrible because they're assholes. This whole perception thing, right, was was the whole topic of it and why I wanted to talk to you. Because, like, your honesty, you you openly saying that you're racist in the past and you're trying to do better, I appreciate that. I really do. Something had happened which had motivated me to even do this podcast and talk about perceptions with you was because I was involved in a recent incident where there was a lot of miscommunication between people and it just led to different perceptions and different ideas going around about people i was like this is stupid this is like some high school stuff if you just sit down and try to get to understand the person you can't really hate them i'm not saying you're a bad guy for for having your prejudice or anything like that again we grew up in an environment right i played into the stereotype that all asian kids were smart so to get out of trouble i was offering my homework to people to not get beat up so I understand that. <laughs> also as well... I never got that homework at all. Hey, we weren't in the same class. I would have gave it to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I appreciate about you was when we did get to start talking again, it was just this honesty. Like, you, you didn't seem like you were trying to hide anything. And if people didn't like you because you said something or you acted a certain way, you didn't care. I, that's opposite of I feel like a lot of people right a lot of people are self-conscious they want people to like them they want strangers to like them all that stuff I still struggle with it but 
that's why I appreciate you being so open. So I want to thank you on that as well. Oh, well, you're welcome. Because yeah. overall, like, I'm like, like it, it's it's still hard because I'm not saying I'm I'm still racist, but there's still a little, a little outbursts that come out here and there. <laughs> but it's not as heavy as it was when I was in high school or in the Marine Corps. And like the the honesty part, I I, I agree with that because with there's there's still a lot more that um, I've been said, but um, like my relationships and then the girls I've been out with and mm-hmm. I've been I've been always trying to be number one, being there for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not not cheating, not being that that bad guy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as you as you learn in your early twenties, girls don't want that. They want that bad guy. Interesting. And I, eventually, I just like I don't give give a fuck anymore if i start going out with a girl and then she says she wants to go out with someone else like because she's losing feelings or she doesn't find me attractive anymore or any sense i would just like I, okay who cares deuces mm-hmm. i can deal with that because at least they told me but there's 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 this vibe that it's not just girls it's guys too where they just rather be nice and not say anything that's bothering them and just hold it in till later like um, like a cup of water overflowing with water, and you don't stop the water, it's gonna overflow. So basically, like people are holding all those negative thoughts or things that they they couldn't say mm-hmm. until it's too late. And that's where I found that um, most most girls who I went out with in my early twenties rather not be honest and truthful and mm-hmm. rather just wait it out. So I'd rather be, I rather have someone be honest with me, and even if it's brutal, as long as it's honest, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm still gonna move on with my life. That's because at first I was, oh, I need this specific person in my life, and I love them and stuff. And there was attachment issues that were happening and stuff. But I come to realize there's, 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 there's many girls out there. There's no reason for me to just cry over the one, you know, because eventually. And then it's just not for me, but for everyone, eventually there is someone for you. Interesting you bring those up because I, one of the questions I had, I wanted to ask you, can you remember one time where your perceptions were so off about something that you're like, holy crap, I was just wrong the whole time about this. And I'm guessing you had this happen in relationships before where you had a perception going in and then it just completely changed after that. Uh, good moment. Uh, I think where, where my whole perception actually changed was when I found out that my my fiance was cheating on me it was crazy because during that whole time period it, everything was fine in my in my eyes everything was fine we were hanging out we were going out she was happy she was smiling and, and the issue was was that she was working at a new place and she had a guy friend and he, she said oh don't worry it's just a guy it just it's just my friend and I was like all right because I trusted her mm-hmm. but uh since I was in the Marine Corps, she she didn't have no one to talk to about like oh like he's he's away or like no girlfriends basically. Yeah mm-hmm. she, she, she she didn't have that many girlfriends, and the I'm assuming the guy took the opportunity that when she was talking to him about like oh I'm far away and stuff and she, I always told her like if there's anything wrong you know let's talk it through and 
and she will always say she's fine, nothing's wrong. As the days go by, I realized that she was being withdrawn mm-hmm. from me and saying, I love you less. And uh, she has, yeah, attachment issues, she has anxiety, and she wanted me to be there every day for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, at the very least, I went like twice a month, like once every paycheck, and then I come and visit for the weekend, and you know, we spend time. And I, I always told her, hey, like, if, there, if you need space, if you need time for yourself, then we can do that early on, right? But then she committed to be my fiance, so I'm assuming she was already down to, you know, get married and do be the loyal. whole spill. Yeah. yeah, be loyal. She started f- having feelings for this guy, and she cheated on me with him. I, I had to pull it out of her, like, cause she was acting weird one day, and she said, I want to break up, and I was like, what the hell, why? why? And the first thing that came in my mind was, like, the guy, and and I asked her, like, is it your guy friend? And during this during this whole process, it's a serious talk. I'm not yelling at her or raising my voice. I'm just trying to figure out why, what's the reason. Mm-hmm. And of course, I loved her, and I was trying to fix things. But I was trying to fix things that weekend, but I couldn't do it. And then I told her, "Hey, let's talk again next week. I'll come." And she agreed. But during that night, I got in a car accident, and my phone was thrown out of the vehicle, and I had a a, a big gash on my forehead my temple basically i couldn't communicate with anyone back home for like a month Mm. and then i got my i got my replacement phone at the end of the month called because i couldn't get into social media because i I have everything like password remembered on my phone month later she i call her and she's like no we're it's it's over she basically told me that she was with the other guy already and i was like holy shit a whole month after fucking four years of a relation like what i come in it, it just takes a month to forget and then I kind of I, I found I found that she was cheating on me like six months prior hmm. so those six months were fake in a sense but in in my eyes and in my heart it was pure but it it, it I, I come to realize that it, people can be conniving and like they'll, they'll get what they want and I that, that was the moment that changed my life because uh for the first six months I was pretty depressed and I couldn't get over her and I became a man whore and yeah, and I started having sex with multiple people, multiple women, <laughs> and women my age, women older than me, and I was like 24, and I was the oldest I was with was like 40. Um, but for that that next six six and a half months, I was every time I had sex with a girl, I was thinking about her, and then I decided to get in a relationship, and it work out because she cheated on me too. And, and then I, I, for a moment, I thought, oh, I was the problem. There must be a reason why. But I came to realize that hey, there's trial and error for everything. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just looking at the wrong places because I was going out with very attractive women. And like, the attractiveness is good for the first part. But after a while, you see their, their character and personality and it, it's not going to work out. Yeah, they might be attractive on the outside, but not the inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then now I'm just going through the depression and the past couple of years in school trying to figure myself out. First of all, I, I want to say sorry that life's been rough on you. And I do appreciate you trying your best. You could have easily been an asshole from the get-go, but I don't think that was your choice, per se. It's kind of like you grew into this into this person that sees relationships this way rather than it being forgiving in nature because you, you went through it pretty rough with a fiancé, too. Just, just pros and cons to how my life is. I, 
there's moments in my life I could have been a little bit better or changed differently, but I don't regret my decisions anymore because everything, for every negative in my life, there's always a positive. 2018, I was I was on the verge of killing myself again. So that was the second time, and I I I, um, I started uh, investing and I put all my money in into one stock. And I say, if it doesn't work out, well, we all know what's going to happen. But thank, thank the, the Lord, uh, Jesus Cristo. Um, I, I made it big on on uh, the T-Mobile and Sprint merger that happened uh-huh. in March of 2019. And with the 15, well, it was like $13,000, I made 185k from that investment. Mm-hmm. And then I started investing more and more. I I really like that you you put this uh, dichotomy between it's bad stuff happens but then good stuff happens too. Your life has been an interesting one. That's why I wanted to deep dive into it too as a case study. Uh, how about okay, how about this question? Your perceptions were wrong about your fiance. Have you ever had it where you went in negatively but it came out positively? You're like, "Ooh, I don't like this person." They like become your best friend or anything like that. Cause that's how I feel about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, negatively, but then turn to positive. Yeah, yeah. Just like an experience. Like you, you're like, oh, I'll give this donut a try. It looks terrible, but I eat it, and it was fantastic. It was a great donut. Yeah, though. Well, yeah, I would say the investment investments mm-hmm. that I did last year. That because that was a a big negative on my part because I was just throwing all my money in there and last year I won't say how much I made but it was in the top hundred thousands but like for any invest investor when you invest in stock or crypto you don't it's not actual money until you sell and pull it out mm. so in a sense I am wealthy but I am not rich where I can just buy whatever I want at this very moment I see I see the struggle because I'm trying to save that for mm-hmm. the next eight to nine years. When it's time, I'll just pull it out and then just live it off, pay the taxes of Gucci. Yeah, uh, I just I want to explain to the audience as well. It sounds like you're doing crazy gambles, which you're describing it like, oh, I just went all in. Uh, but I just want them to know that after talking to Papa Luby after we caught back up, I realized how smart you were much effort you put into your research before you start investing into different stocks okay okay yeah no no don't say okay like it's not true (laughs) or like i'm making this up it's uh it's something (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely something i realized about you even in gaming right like something as trivial as gaming i see how much effort you put into it but understanding you now i can see if something interests you you will passionately pursue it i've seen that in the past year that we got back to talking I wanted to talk to you about your religious upbringing because even as I talk to you now, I can still sense it. Like you, you know, there's there's a flip of a coin for you personally where it's bad and good. That's how the world is. Uh-huh. You want to share more about your religious upbringing and how you sure. stand currently with religion? As a kid, I hated going to church because I'm Catholic and my mom will always take me to church on Sunday. And I, I hated it. But then as I grew older and in high school, I, I, I found like the, at the time, uh, a harmonious, like very harmony in 
and being there with people of my age, you know, and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I wanted to be a, a father, but as I was, I was part of this youth group at my church, and then I come to realize that people are fake. Like, people are so, they're nice, they want to, they put an image that they want to be seen at church. But the moment they leave the church, they're, they're someone else. And there was a lot of scandals that happened during my time at this youth group I was in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, like, I, I can say that the, the foundation of religion is great. It's just that it's the people that mm. make it work. It's the people that so it's involved. The church is good. The people who conduct the mass and, you know, mm-hmm. the church are the people are, are that are flawed. Because at, at the end of the day, that the words, the scriptures are basically that God is, we're, we're in the image, image of God, but if, if that's true, then God was bad too. To me, I feel like it's more, as long as I do good in, in my life, there's no need for me to worry about anything in the afterlife or any of sense. Because we still don't know. We still don't know if it's heaven or hell or we just like running the the pot of uh in the coffin that we that we put in yeah i definitely agree with that uh i grew up catholic too and my lord the people and oh the hypocritical people that went to church crazy oh yeah it's crazy and i i don't understand like you were saying earlier i don't understand the need where it's like oh i go to church so i'm a good person it's like no you're not that's not how it works that's not how it works at all. You can't do one thing a week and call yourself a good person. I'm gonna go straight to heaven. That's not how it works. So, one good one good thing a day makes makes it up. That's basically what people are thinking. No, it's a constant struggle. You you can't label yourself as a good person. You know, it just doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. So, it's uh, it's really interesting to hear that you wanted to be a priest because that's like the last thing I would associate you with. <laughs> yeah, but again, I didn't know you like that well back in high school and middle school so again things change perceptions change because because I, I, I would be honest like i was like in my faith in that youth group but then i was flirting with the, the, the girls there i i had sex with one of the girls there and then when i brought my when i when i got in a relationship with my ex fiance at the time uh, i brought her to the church to the youth group and then she was having issue with the girl that had sex because she was still there I was obviously I was a committed man but fucking it wasn't like good vibes you know how we have you know godfathers yeah uh, well there there's this this guy that was part of the youth ministry so he took care of the the teens and he, he was a godfather for one of the girls and he had a he had a girlfriend too uh-huh. and I guess the godfather and his goddaughter, they like they fell in love with each other and then they got together, and it was just like that. Just that's just weird. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then his girlfriend was like, "What the fuck? That's 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 your goddaughter." And he's like, "But we love each other." It's like, what the fuck is that, going on? It's so it's so incestuous, you know. Even though they're not blood related, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, and then. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And then there was people having sex in the old church, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> man!" I, uh, oh my god, I. 
Yeah, I, I see why you had a falling out with your, uh, not a falling out, but I see why you didn't go back to your church. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. You just told me. I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure it happens a lot in other settings of churches, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I'm like one of the few that actually opens up about it. So I don't I, give a fuck. I appreciate you opening up about it because this is this is the stuff that you can't really make up. But if you made up, you'd be like, you have a sick kind of mind. Uh, <laughs> but man, that's that's a hot mess. Holy crap, that's a hot mess. Can you imagine Judgment Day for those people? Oh, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in the back of the church. I saw, I saw you. Goddaughter for real, man. Come on. And then Lucifer's like, even I wouldn't do that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Ooh, that's wild. Um. Uh, it's it's nice to see that you understand for yourself that religion is a good moral grounding for an individual. You, you didn't completely disregard religion. I've seen people do that before. Wow. And, but you, you definitely hold your morals teachings close to heart. I, I, like you are talking about loyalty earlier. I, I can only picture you now, and I believe this in my hearts of hearts, that if you were to find a girlfriend and you truly loved her, you wouldn't be this man whore that you were explaining earlier. I think you would really still be loyal to this individual. Also as well, like, I've I seen how you help out friends and I've seen your camaraderie and brotherhood with us as well. I know if we are ever in trouble, you'll come and help. Like if you're my friend and you've been good to me, I, I will be there for you. And there's like other individuals like, like Kevin, Kevin's, Kevin's your little nephew. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that he's not, I wouldn't say he's my friend, but I wouldn't say he's not. Mm -hmm. uh, but he has come for advice to me. I wouldn't say for what, but he That's has okay. come and I, I try to be as helpful as I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm and like, I, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. If you treat my family well, I treat you well. That's just how I see it. Oh. Yeah, maybe I watched Italian mobsters movies too much growing up as a kid, but family is a big attribute for mine. <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, so moving on to the next question, which are scandalous stories. Can yeah. you share your political alignment? This is the part where people either start hating you or liking you because of where you stand, and I don't completely agree with this at all. I think your political standing shouldn't dictate if you're, uh, let's just say if you're on the right, oh, you're a racist or you're homophobic. Uh, I, I don't right. think that's true. Once you do that, you just discredit the person as a person. And that's the same right. thing we do with religion. Oh, you're Muslim? Oh, God, you're a terrorist. That's, that's just wrong. If you want to share. I don't know how the All audience right. will take it, but if you want to share. All right, audience, go fuck yourself. In high school, I was pretty, pretty uh, Democrat. And then when I joined the Marine Corps, I was more leaning to the right side, mm -hmm. Republican. And then when I got out, um, I voted for Trump. And then I came to like, you know, I saw the goods and bads of Republicans and the red side. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, at this very moment, I'm more conservative. Okay. And and during this election, this past this past year, right? Mm -hmm. um, I wanted Gang to win, but he never he didn't even get it out of there. And then it was just Biden and Bernie and Trump. And I was like, huh, another four years of Trump would be great for the economy, but bad for, like, our cultural sense. Yeah. And Bernie is, he's cool and all, but I don't, I don't see our 
government doing what very well with him, and then there's then there's Biden. It was it was just a, it was, and then there's Biden basically, and that man for I seen so many interviewing forgets what he has to say. And, yeah, he he tends to stutter a lot. And the stock market took a crash the moment he got elected. It was they were they weren't really good choices. So I just winged it and voted for him again for mm-hmm. Trump. And Biden got voted in, and it, it's fine. Like it's whatever. That's just four years. Hopefully he can fix whatever was done in the past four years, and hopefully he can improve on it. And if not, we we will still have more selections in the next what three years? Yeah. We'll know our candidates in like two, because they do the midterm stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for well, sharing and thank you for being honest. Because some people. Oh yeah. Be like, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, very, uh, I'm I'm conservative. I I I uh, I I rather call myself conservative than Republican. Because mm-hmm. I I do lean more right, but at the same time I can see the the qualities of on the left side as well it's just that for both it's both sides because those are the main sides republican and democrat red and blue yeah there's other ones like yeah like libertarian the green party but um like for those for the red and blue like there's good and bad sides and i'm like some of these people are fucking idiots and it, it doesn't matter if it's republican or democrat like why are these and it's usually young people like what they just fall into the what the media give them or and i'm not just saying news like but like social media mm. it was like social media is a big impact for young kids right now and they'll believe whatever it's yeah it's uh it's funny you bring that up because i feel like the the left side knows how to use social media more than the right side yeah yeah and whoever has control of that even if it was the right side i think that it might just dictate the current trends per se yeah, yeah, which I don't think is the best thing, right? You shouldn't you sh- you should get your news from both sides and then make informed decisions. Even even if you disagree with me, right or left, I rather you be independent and then choose a side because you like that more than the other side. So it was uh, <sighs> hate him or love him? I feel like Trump is this character that yeah he has his charm too. Would you agree? I mean, like, what did Christmas. you like about him? Yeah, and he was very confident, and at this very at that moment, I felt we needed confidence in our country because mm. we were. I felt like we were weak, I and see. how I remember back in um, back in the early World War One, World War Two era, we were we were proud of ourselves. You know, <laughs> obviously there was like negativities, like racism. You know. Uh, oh yeah, a lot. But for the the other aspect was that our our citizens. They they were proud to be Americans, and then now we are at a at an era where we're just like I, I people are just want to move out of the country, mm-hmm. and I'm like well go ahead because America is a melting pot. As you leave America, there's gonna be more people that come from other countries, and so, those are the people that want to be here because there's opportunity here, and we're not we're it's not like the early 2000s where we had that that explosive uh, like 9/11. And we were being very cautious and racial to Middle Eastern Muslims, mm-hmm. and I, we're. It's more. I I can say that more. It's more open now compared to how it was ten years ago. Being gay is not frowned upon anymore. Now there's other types of genders, and like for myself, like I I really didn't care. But if you if you want to be a specific gender, or this this is who you want. 
that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, like, just be a good person, work, do what you gotta do, and everything's fine. Okay, so you would say that you voted for Trump for the nationalism, right? As in, we're lacking that. We're lacking in uh, our self-confidence as a nation, and we're more globalist. Uh-huh. And, of course, uh, there was positives, and there's also negatives. Riots. Actual racist came out. Uh, oh, a lot. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot came out. Well, given yeah. the media was covering it a lot more, too, right? Yep. Uh, but, no, no, definitely Trump had riled up a group. Like, it was... He he brought out he brought out some people that he should have not associated with basically, mm-hmm. yeah, and that did not look good for his party or himself. Um, but that that's what happened. So I I'm usually independent that votes left. Okay. Yeah, it's it's usually I tend to lean more left, although I am still a Catholic and I still understand my conservative sides, right, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just. Okay, enough about that, man, right? Enough about politics as well. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about... So, let, let me just uh, preface this uh, one more time, right, Papa Luby? You, you're one of the nicest persons I've known, yet you can be off-putting because of your honesty for some folks, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> sometimes you talk about stuff where it's like a touchy subject, but, man, you're so upfront about it. Oh my God! I've never, I have never talked to anyone so, so straightforward about um, depression and suicide before. And what that? Uh-huh. It's like, um, like the audience. Hey, hey, audience! <laughs> Who I was gonna listen to? <laughs> I have, sometimes I'd be like, damn. Sometimes I just want to kill myself, you know. And it's, 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 it's obviously like just a, it's a laugh here and there for dark humor. Yeah. But in the back of my head, yeah, there's there's moments where I am. It just feels there's a cloud in my head. But I I come to understand like there's people that um, care about me, and people will miss me if I if I take that route. So I'm not saying that I'm I'm gonna stop thinking like this. Mm-hmm. It's just that I am more prone to to think about what I am be leaving behind if I do it. So. The thoughts are always going to be there. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. Maybe later, maybe in the next 10 years, I'll feel better. But it's been, it's already been 10 years and I still feel the same. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it's, it's a funny, funny, it's a funny topic for most people. Like, like my other friend, Tony, the other Tony, Anthony. The other Tony, like, yes. Like, he, he's a native vet and we, we, we do this shit all the time. We just knock each other down. But that's our, that's our humor. Like, yeah. he tells me to go kill himself. I mean, he tells me to kill myself, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe it's all your fault. You know? <laughs> Obviously, it's funny to us, but, like... <laughs> it was tricky, dude. Like, I... Okay, you know me, right? I, I... I try to be empathetic, and I try to be sympathetic to people. So when you first whipped out these kind of jokes when we first started talking, I was like, oh, my God. Like, what do I do? And then, but I couldn't be the person that was just like, I'm just going to accept these jokes too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can't right. hold things in like that. Yeah. Like, but I realized the best way to help you, right? This is, this is my little secret to you. The best way to help you was just to understand you. So there's moments that we're just like chilling in Discord and 
quite normal. But then Tony comes in and he's like, hey, uh, you know, Chango's my nickname from high school. He's the only one that still calls me that. Uh, he's like, hey, Chango, are you here? I was like, yeah. What's up, man? He's like, go kill yourself. And he just leaves. <laughs> and in my head, that's very funny. But the, to everyone else that's in Discord, they're like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, again, like, um, if, if someone was to not understand the conversation we're having or out of context, right? They're clearly saying nah. this guy needs to seek help or other Tony's an asshole. But I get it now. I understand it now. So at the end of the day, if you just try to understand, it's going to be a lot better than just assuming. Mm. Yeah. Especially you, because you, man, you you are a tricky book to read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk about the future. Everything was in the past. Present, present per se yeah. is uh, you're holding on to this sum of cash in the stock market, and you're trying to save up eight to nine years from now. But let let's talk about your future, right? Like, I I want to understand you in a hopeful sense. We saw your past come become your present and the person you are today. When you were growing up, right now, what do you want to do in the future? What is your life goals? And you better not say nothing. I know you got some goals. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say the past ten years, I had no goals. I just like I got out Marine Corps <laughs> six years ago, right? This year I got the Marine Corps, and then I got my certificate of um, like my eight years of, of the Marine Corps because you do four years active and four years inactive, and I got my eight years of like hey, you're done with the service, no no need to come back bitch and um i did that but during that that period when i got out i i didn't know what to do i i just i went to college i had mutual i had i found a fuck buddy and while i was doing like my courses i had sex and and it was good but um i was living with family because i i bought a home for them (laughs) it wasn't a big home but it was a home that we we can like live at and it it was three bedrooms but it was very compact the building the like most most um the property was big but the house was small a house can be like 2,000 square foot like that one was like maybe a thousand sixteen hundred square foot and the rooms were the two rooms were in right next to each other and the other room was right right next to the kitchen and it was my mom my dad me, my sister, my other sister, my little brother, my other sister, and so there's seven people living in the household. And it, then my sister had a, a kid, my nephew, and then she had my other nephew. And then before I knew it, it was already nine of us. And I was already struggling. I was already, cause I was taking care of my family. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, helping with the mortgage. And then I was, I was focusing on my family more than I was focusing on myself. And then my nephews as well. And then before I knew it, I was failing classes. My depression was getting worse. I. I was just in a dark spiral, and uh, I think it was the end of 2018. I decided to 2018, yeah. I decided to uh, go to Bakersfield with my uncle and live over here, like <laughs> where I'm currently at right now. And then just some space, and I go. I started college. I did my own thing, right? But the thing is, um, uh, it was just me and my uncle at the house, and it was like a six-bedroom. Uh, a two-story building, like four bathroom, and it was it was all right. But then my my uncle's kids, your my cousins. cousins, yeah, my cousin and my aunt want, wanted to move in all of a sudden, which was weird because at the time my my aunt wasn't his wife, and I I guess they were having issues like here off and on. She decided to get an apartment 
in Bakersfield, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was doing her own thing. She had her own boyfriend, and then off and on with that guy, and then she went back to my uncle. And my uncle just, like, he did his own thing, too. But they, they eventually got together again. And then my cousins, they, but uh, I, I, I left my uncle's place to, mm-hmm. to live in my own apartment because um, my cousin was being an ass to me, and she... She started uh, accusing me for things that weren't true. I was like accusations, and I I go to class. I I come back. I don't. I can't even make food in the kitchen because I'm so insecure with them. Like, like the first time I came to live there, fucking my cousin like, don't expect us to make you food. And I was like, what the fuck? What kind of response is that? So I'm like, okay. I thought we were family, and I still thought that to to the day I left. I I left because my cousin would say. She, she found out how much money I had mm-hmm. and she's like why are you living here if you have all that fucking money if you if you if you have all that money then why don't you fucking leave and I was like alright well fuck you too then and I just I, I was I didn't say I didn't talk shit to her or anything I was like you know what okay so I talked to my uncle I told him about the issue my uncle my uncle's pretty different like he said problems go they, they get worked out and then they go away but I'm like the only way for me for her to go away is if my cousin apologized to me for the way she talked to me. And she never did. And she made her kids to not talk to me anymore. Because she's like, oh, he takes... Because uh, I, I have um, medication for my antidepressants, you know. Yeah. Like for my depression and insomnia. And they think... They, they say I, tr- I treat their ki- her kids like shit. And I'm like, I never treat them like shit. They're, they're the ones that come to my room and hang out with me. They play with my cat. You know, at the time, you know, I'm like, they have no no quarrel with me. And they're little girls. Like, why would, why would they hate me, you know? And it's been, it's been six, well, no, seven months since I moved out. And my relationship with my cousins is no more. I don't contact them. And the only relationship I have is with my uncle, but it's very dwindling down. Like, he, he doesn't call me anymore. I'm the one that usually calls him now. It sucks because I, I came here with... For the for the reason that my my family's here, but my family's not doesn't even want to talk to me, so or even like close bonds, you know, they they want to stay away. And then they're I'm like at the same time we're not like family in a sense. They're not my cousins because they're my uncle was never married to their mom. Yeah, they just like we're part of the family since like I was a kid. But um, it's uh now I'm just like eh, I don't know I, I don't want to be here by myself. There's plans of me moving back. But I might talk to Tony again and see what we can do. So what plans to move back due to the original plans. Loneliness. <laughs> Loneliness, right. Uh, I'm sorry your cousins decided to be an asshole about things. Eh, that's whatever. This is where you're currently at, right? So what what does the future entail for Papa Louie? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah, that was the point. Fuck you, my bad. Uh, college, no, sorry. I'm, try- I've because I've been doing well in front in my investments. So for last year, I was doing school, but this year I I dropped a spring semester and just focused on myself. And I do want to go back and finish college because I need like five more classes to transfer, and that's for computer science. Hopefully, it will work out. We'll so you you still want to get a degree? I still want to get a degree, but um. I just wanted a degree because I, because my siblings, like my, I wasn't the smartest one. My, the smartest ones in my, in my family were my sisters and they could have gone to like a good university, but they decided to do their own thing. Hmm. And my siblings, 
my two sisters and my little brother, they all work eight-hour jobs, which is fine. But, like, I, I want to be someone that um, can get a degree. Because, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure the reason they decided not to go to college because I didn't go to college. And they're like, oh, there's other alternatives. Yeah, finishing college, getting my degree. And then, because I, I do want to feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. Because even though I'm investing and making money, I do want to. I do want to have passive income, so I want to finish my degree and start working as a, either in computer science, software engineering, or maybe mobile mobile applications, mm-hmm. and do something from there. Because at the end of the day, if if like my work uh, lays me off, I still have my investments. True. Yeah. I think you could do it, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy. I believe in all my friends biasly, of course, but um, you're a smart cookie. Once you apply yourself, I you, I don't see you stopping. Oh, yeah, it's true, it's true. So I don't know where you'll be in the future, but I will be there with you. I know that much for sure. We'll be there with you. Nah. Again, I'm not flirting with you. Because I, because uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. The only support I had was my fiance, and after we broke up, I even the brothers I had in Marine Corps told me just forget about it and go on with my day, and it, it wasn't. No, it's not. It's not that easy. And then I was in the Marine Corps, and no one could come. No one interacted with me from back home. My my family never visited me, which is I, I come to terms. It's fine. My fiance at the time never came to visit me, and then it was just shitty. Like, but more now. Now that I have friends, you know, I talk to them on Discord, I can I can socialize with people, even if it's not face-to-face, I have people there. And mm-hmm. it's a lot better than how it was six years ago. Yeah, and I didn't know that's, that's what you were going through six years ago. Oh, yeah, it was, right? Where, where the fuck were you? I, me not knowing, that's where I was. Good. Hey, but at least it's not too late. So I'm in a good spot right now. Yeah, I and I pray it gets better. I it pray it gets is, better. Is. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for having me on your podcast. The first one, too. Don't you feel special? Oh, this is the first one? This is the first one, Oh, yeah. wow. Look <laughs> at me, number one. Number one, yep. I mean, you were the catalyst on why I wanted to do this to begin with. Ah. When we first started talking, I was just like, if he's rubbing me the wrong way, but I have the patience to understand why I feel rubbed the wrong way, I'm sure other people <laughs> aren't going to have the time of day or like the sympathy to do it so i just wanted to show the world why you're you and why i appreciate you so much so at least other people can understand that you're not this quote-unquote persona you know you have a heart you have a soul you have a mind and it's yeah so it's you're not a negative being in my life right so i i wanted to show the world why papa luby was a friend of mine and why they should give you a chance to And that's a wrap for the first episode. Producer, you got anything you want to say? Okay, he's vigorously shaking his head no. Forgive him, he's a bit shy. But before we go, I want to thank the team for helping me put this show together. You got Noel, the magic man who created our intro theme. You got Daniel, the cookie chong. Not only is he a presenter, but he's an illustrator too. 
Danny Mejia, the man behind the photos and our tech specialist, and David Wynn, my brother from another mother, with the graphic design eyes to put this show together. Thank you for listening. And why they should give you a chance to... And if they don't, go fuck yourselves. Exactly, right? We, we, did, we did all we could. I made a damn podcast. <laughs>